In many ways, the NATO proxy war against Russia and Ukraine seems to be escalating. We've seen a lot of very troubling comments from Western government officials, including the commander of U.S. Strategic Command, STRATCOM, that is the U.S. military branch that oversees nuclear weapons. The U.S. Department of Defense published this report on November 3rd, 2022, in which the commander of U.S. Strategic Command, Navy Admiral Charles Richard said, quote, this Ukraine crisis that we're in right now, this is just the warm up. The big one is coming and it isn't going to be very long before we're going to get tested in ways that we haven't been tested a long time. So very concerning comments from the U.S. military saying very clearly that this is just the warm up. The big one is coming. And it's not just the U.S. military that is making these aggressive moves, talking about a potential escalation of the war. We also now have a leaked confidential internal report from the German military that shows that Germany is preparing for a potential war with Russia. Now, I don't want to be too hyperbolic. I don't want to exaggerate. It's not like they're planning for a war with Russia tomorrow or even in a month or even in a year from now. But the German military has made it clear that they see the most likely scenario in the future as a war with Russia. They say in this internal report, a war on the eastern flank of NATO. That is to say that the German military is acknowledging that they see this, con this proxy war in Ukraine also as the warm up, as the, the Pentagon said. How do we know all of this? Well, it was this confidential report from the German military was leaked to the top German nurse newspaper, Der Spiegel. And it didn't really get much coverage, almost no coverage at all in English. So I have a report about this that you can find at multipolarista.com. I will link to it in the description below. It has a link to all of the sources that I discuss in this episode. So you can double check to make sure everything I say is factual. And I assure you, it is factual. Now, this is the report that was in Der Spiegel. And I should be clear here that this is auto-translated. I don't speak German. So when I reported on this, I tried not to use quotes from the article because the original article is in German and you can't trust really auto-translate to be get exact quotes, but of course you can get the gist of what the article is about. This is the article that was published on November 14th in Der Spiegel. This is a major German newspaper. Now, again, I'm just gonna use the auto-translate to English. I understand that it's not perfect. I'm not pretending that it's perfect, but we can get an idea of what's going on in this article here. It mentions that the highest ranking German military official who is the General Eberhard Zorn, he said in a confidential policy paper that was re released internally in September in the German military, which is called the Bundeswehr, this 68-page report warns of potential existential threats to Germany. It says the military must be ready, op and must have operational readiness that is essential for survival for the country. And of course, what would the potential war be? It would be an impending conflict with Russia specifically. Now this, the Der Spiegel, the German newspaper 
summarizes the 68-page confidential report saying that it basically calls for a mega reform of the Bundeswehr, which is, again, the German military. A mega reform. And it calls for expanding training to create large units in the past few decades, especially since the end of the First Cold War in 1991, Germany has really been demilitarized. And most of what the Bundeswehr, the German military, has done is focused on small, specialized units on foreign missions. For instance, right now, the German military has a mission in Mali, in West Africa. But there's also discussions now in this new report of creating large operational units that are ready to be fight and must be kept ready at all times for NATO. So this report, of course, is discussing about the German military's preparations for potential war with Russia, but also in collaboration with NATO. Although there are hints in this report that Germany is beginning to discuss more of its strategic autonomy and not simply relying just on the US, it notes in the report that Germany would have to be prepared for the fact that an event, an event of Russian aggression on NATO's eastern border, they always, of course, portray Russia as the aggressor, but the Bundeswehr would have to provide reactive and combative forces and not wait for the United States. So that's to say that Germany is beginning to take steps to be slightly independent of the United States, although once again, it's doing this in the context of NATO as well. And of course, the United States is the leader of NATO. Now, there are a few other important details that we should consider in, in addition to this report in Der Spiegel about the German military potentially preparing for a war with Russia. We should keep in mind that Germany is going through an, a historic process of remilitarization that we have not seen since the first Cold War. Reuters uh, provided a glimpse at this in an article that was published in June titled German lawmakers approve 100 billion euro military revamp. It talked about how the German Bundestag, which is the parliament, approved 100 billion euros in a special defense fund that the German Chancellor Olaf Scholz announced in response to Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Now, keep in mind, this is a special defense fund. This 100 billion euro is in addition to the 50 billion euro that Germany is already spending annually on its military. And that figure is also increasing. Now, this report in Reuters has a very interesting and very important line in here that I haven't seen emphasized enough. It points out that Germany is planning on expanding its military spending to reach 2% of its GDP, which is what NATO asks for. And Reuters pointed out that that means that Germany is on, it's on this, the path to becoming the world's third biggest military spender behind the United States and China. That is a huge deal. Germany, in a few years, could be the third biggest military spender behind the US and China, spending more than Russia, which they always portray as this big boogeyman, right? And in fact, this article in, the, in Reuters noted that the Russian government accused Germany of remilitarization, re which is an objective fact. I mean, it's not some crazy Kremlin conspiracy. And Russia accused Germany of increased security risks. So what we're seeing here is a rapid move toward the remilitarization of Germany. 
that was demilitarized after World War II and especially after the first Cold War ended in 1991. Now, this is a report in a military intelligence um, firm website called Jane's. They're known for, they, they do uh, you know security analysis and they're a private intelligence firm. This is the graph they created of the forecasts of increased German military expenditure. Now, again, this is in addition to the 100 billion euro uh, special defense fund. This is, we see here that this year, 2022, that Germany is spending around 50 billion euros on its military. Next year, 2023, it's expected to increase to about 60 billion uh, for the military budget. And then by 2024, it's expected to increase another 10 billion euros to over 70 billion euros. And by 2030, the German military is expected to increase its annual military budget to 80 billion euros. So that's in addition to the 100 billion euro special fund that was approved by the Bundestag this June. And what is that money going to be spent on? Well, here's a report in German state media, DW, in a report titled The German Military's New Shopping List. And it goes into to good detail here explaining what's happening. So it notes that the German government has joined forces with the main opposition parties. So the German government is currently governed by the centrist Social Democratic SPD party. And the opposition parties are right-wing parties. And of course, the centrist Social Democrats have joined in a, in a bipartisan war drive along with the right-wing opposition to change the German constitution to allow the $100 billion, sorry, excuse me, 100 billion euro in additional debt to upgrade the military. DW noted that this is an unprecedented occurrence in the history of the German Federal Republic. It also comes on this year's record defense budget of 50.4 billion euro. And the 100 billion extra special budget is going to be spent over the next five years. Now, before I get into specifically what's that, what that's going to be spent on, I want to point out that there was bipartisan support among the centrist Social Democrats and the right-wing opposition, but there was one major political party in Germany that opposes this special military budget that opposes the war with Russia and opposes the remilitarization of Germany. And that is the socialist Die Linke party. That means the left. Die Linke in German means the left. The only major party that opposes this war drive with Russia and NATO expansion and remilitarization is the left. None of the right-wing parties that call themselves populists because populism means nothing. The left is the only consistent anti-war voice. And DW points out in this report here, I'm just going to read this paragraph. The left party in Germany is the country's only major political camp to fundamentally reject the Bundeswehr's additional funding. It calls the special fund a, quote, cornerstone for permanent militarization, end quote, in Germany. And then DW quotes, uh, Sevim Dagdalen, who's a spokeswoman for international politics of the left party's parliamentary group. She's great. She's an anti-imperialist. I've actually done interviews with her in the past. And Sevim Dagdalen said, quote, the purchase of nuclear bombers like the F-35, new tank systems, and armed drones is sending the stock prices and profits of the major arms makers soaring. 
The meantime, she pointed out that poverty is actually increasing in Germany while the government is going to spend more and more money on remilitarization. Doesn't that sound familiar? Germany is becoming more and more like the United States. You know, as Tupac famously said, they've got money for wars, but they can't feed the poor. There's always more money to wage imperialist wars and never money to fight poverty and help actual working people. Anyway, so where is this 100 billion euro special fund going? Well, as the left party pointed out, it's mostly going to the military industrial complex. The Bundeswehr's Air Force is getting 41 billion euros, and it's going to use that to buy, uh, it's gonna buy equipment from US weapons corporations, including Boeing, it's going to buy the Boeing CH-47 Chinook heavy transport helicopter. It's going to buy the F-35 fighter aircraft from Lockheed Martin, another U.S. weapons corporations weapons corporation. And it's also going to buy the Eurofighter uh, Eurofighter plane from the European European company Airbus. In addition, the German military is already buying armed drones, uh, Heron TP drones from Israel. So there you go, collaborating with apartheid Israel and buying drones. In addition, 19 billion euro of that special budget is going to go for the, the Navy to buy U-12 submarines, frigates, corvettes, and other combat boats. 17 billion euro is going to go to updating armored personnel carriers and combat vehicles for the ground forces and also other equipment. So that's where all the money is going. Now, at the same time as this is happening, Germany is playing more and more of an active role in the proxy war in Ukraine. The New York Times published an article in June that detailed how the CIA is active in Ukraine on the, on the front lines, helping to wage war in Russia. U.S. Special Operations Forces from the military are also involved, and Western militaries from other European countries are involved in this proxy war in Ukraine. Not only sending weapons to Ukraine, we've heard a lot about that, but they're also physically on the ground involved in, in communications, involved in fighting and intelligence, and of course they're training Ukrainians to fight, fighting to the last Ukrainian. The New York Times reported in June that shortly after Russia invaded in February, the U.S. Army's 10th Special Forces Group, which before the war had been training U Ukrainian commandos at a base in western Ukraine, quietly established a coalition planning cell in Germany to coordinate military assistance to Ukrainian commandos and other Ukrainian troops. That Germany-based cell has now grown to 20 nations that are co collaborating together to wage this proxy war against Russia. So Germany is playing an important role right at the center of planning. As well, the U.S. military is using bases in Germany in order to train Ukrainian forces. And that they also acknowledge here in another part, Pentagon officials say a group of 60 Ukrainian soldiers were trained in how to use systems. And the second group is now undergoing training in Germany. So Germany is playing an increasing role largely under the auspices of NATO in collaboration with the United States, but Germany is also more heavily militarizing in other ways. NATO itself uh, published a press release this September 
discussing how Germany was sending more troops to Lithuania. Lithuania, the Baltic state, was part of the Soviet Union, and it is very close to Russia, very close to near Russia's borders. And Germany, this September, sent more troops. NATO pointed out that Germany leads the NATO battle group in Lithuania and has already sent 1,500 soldiers to the country. So this is part of a further militarization close to Russia's borders. And NATO boasted in a tweet this October that Germany was sending even more troops to Lithuania and preparing for military exercises. And there is a NATO press release that provides more information about this. It's titled, German, titled Deterrence and Defense in Lithuania. German Brigade conducts first exercise on the road to NATO's new force model. It points out that in October, Germany sent more troops to Lithuania to start military exercises that will involve around 5,000 German troops. So what we're seeing here is the remilitarization of Germany in direct collaboration with the US and NATO. And that report in Der Spiegel, the top German newspaper, shows that they're potentially making plans for a direct war with Russia in the near future. Now, this is quite a reversal because in the past 20 years or so, Germany was seen as a slightly more moderate European country when it came to Russian relations, especially under the former chancellor Angela Merkel. She was the one from the right wing CDU party, the German Democratic Union Party. She was the one who, in collaboration with the German capitalist class, was trying to pressure Russia to build the Nord Stream pipelines. It was actually Germany, especially Nord Stream 2. That was Angela Merkel's idea. It wasn't Russia's idea. And then we saw, of course, that Nord Stream 2 was completed construction. And then what happened? It was blown up. It was never actually given the license by the German authorities. The US was threatening Germany, was threatening to sanction Germany. The Trump administration threatened to do anything it can to sabotage Nord Stream 2. Mike Pompeo, who was Trump's CIA director turned Secretary of State, directly threatened Nord Stream 2. He said that the, the Trump administration would do everything it could to stop it. And then, of course, after threatening sanctions, when Russia invaded in February, invaded Ukraine, Germany announced it was not going to, the German regulator was not going to authenticate and approve Nord Stream 2. It was never opened. And then a few weeks ago, the Nord Stream, both Nord Stream pipelines, one and two, one was already functional for several years. They were blown up. And, you know, I have a separate episode, video and podcast, an article detailing the Nord Stream explosions, which point directly toward NATO governments, the US, Britain, Poland being involved in that explosion. Now, so Germany, the point I was getting at here is that German capitalists, German industrialists from big companies, they wanted access to cheap Russian energy. And that meant that, that politically, Germany was often less aggressive toward Russia. And also France was less aggressive toward Russia. And within Europe, Germany and France were seen as more moderate voices, whereas the Baltic states and Poland were very aggressive anti-Russia hawk figures in the European Union and in within NATO. So when the U.S. orchestrated a coup in Ukraine in 2014 that overthrew Ukraine's democratically elected government that had been neutral and installed a pro-Western puppet regime that was viciously anti-Russian, 
Well, that set off a civil war. And according to the United Nations, between 2014, the year of the US-backed coup, and the end of 2021, before Russia invaded, 14,000 Ukrainians died, and the majority of civilian casualties were in Donbass, in the eastern region, where pro-Russian separatist forces were being killed by the Ukrainian state, backed by the US and NATO and European countries. And then what happened after the 2014 coup is there were a series of negotiation processes. And in 2015, the so-called Normandy format, that is Germany, France, Ukraine, and Russia, agreed to the Minsk II Accords in Minsk, which is Belarus. They had these peace talks and they agreed. And Germany and France were the guarantors of that agreement. The United States was not officially party to it. And Germany and France were supposed to pressure Ukraine to abide by the Minsk II Accord, which would have included guaranteeing autonomy for the Donbass, the eastern region, which has now been separated. And there was a referendum and became part of the Russian Federation. I mean, uh, you know, the West calls this a forced annexation, although there, were, there was a lot of uh, popular sentiment in support of Russia, because historically this is a region that is Russian, Russian-speaking, ethnically Russian. And of course, back in the Soviet Union, it was all part of the Soviet Union. So anyway, this region is now, it was annexed. There was a, a referendum in which the majority of people voted to become part of the Russian Federation. Well, in, in order to avoid that, the Minsk II Accord said that Ukraine was supposed to allow autonomy. And Ukraine refused to do that, violating the basic rights of Russian speakers in the eastern part of Ukraine. And why was that? Because the United States was clearly pressuring Ukraine and telling Ukraine not to abide by Minsk II. Germany was supposed to be a guarantor. It clearly did not pressure Ukraine significantly. Maybe Germany would have wanted it, but that it's water under the bridge. We're now at the point where Germany is full on preparing for a potential war with Russia. So even though Historically, Germany in the past 20 years, especially the past decade, may have had a less aggressive stance against Russia, at least compared to the United States. That situation is, is changing and Germany is on the path to be the world's third largest military spender after the US and China. And we know that now the Bundeswehr, the German military, is making plans for a potential war in the future with Russia. It's very tragic for anyone who cares about peace in the world. This could have been completely avoided at every single stage. There were many political forces in Germany, including the capitalist class itself, that wanted to improve relations with Russia, largely because they wanted cheap Russian energy. They didn't want war with Russia. But it was the United States that won out, constantly pushing for war, constantly expanding NATO right up to Russia's borders. And that brings us to where we are today, where the political situation in the world is very unstable. It's more dangerous than it has been in decades. And we see that as the Pentagon has said, the proxy war in Ukraine could simply be a warm up for a much bigger war, potentially World War Three. Who knows? Not only involving potentially the US and Russia, maybe China, but also Germany. Who knows? It is a very dangerous scenario. And unfortunately, if you don't speak German, I mean, I don't speak German, but if you don't closely follow the German media, you probably wouldn't have heard of this report in Der Spiegel acknowledging what happened, what was going on inside the German military. Like I said, it had almost no coverage in the English language media. 
I was tipped off about it from a friend in Germany who sent me the article saying, what's going on? Why is no one reporting on this? This is a big deal. So unfortunately, you're not going to see this in mainstream English language media. That's why you can check out the report at multipolarista.com. I have a link in the description below with all the sources. If you want to support the, the independent journalism and reporting I do, you can go to multi, you can go to patreon.com slash multipolarista. Any support you can provide goes a long way. I have no big sponsors, no big donors. It's completely independent. I'm Ben Norton with Multipolarista, and I'll see you all next time. Thanks a lot.